All right, everybody okay? Quiet in the studio and quiet in Greece. Keep it down there. We know what you Greeks are like. Here we go. Three, two, one. Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready to tune in to the most, or I should say the best, podcast extravaganza this side of the digital universe. We present to you the Fantastic Four, also known as the Flab Four. <laughs> apart from, apart from stats, man. Masters excuse of mirth. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm rather nimble myself. The wits you? beyond compare. All right, shut up, you. Shut up. Okay. First off, we have me, obviously, of course, Mr. Hilarious, with a knack for turning everyday situations into side-splitting adventures. Alright, hairspray, Harry, get a move on. <laughs> my wit is sharper than a knife made of jokes. And my charm can melt even the iciest of hearts. this about himself. He needs to get out more. Next, we have the gazelle who's grazing in Greece. The podcast's resident nimble-minded jester. With the lightning-fast comebacks and a razor-sharp tongue, gazelle can turn the dullest of conversations into a carnival of laughter. Say hello from Greece, gazelle. Good evening, everybody from Greece. I'm up today tonight. I've got no script, so I'm actually working on the hoof. You're working Bad on the hoof. <laughs> very good, very good, very Bad good. And now the music's ending, but I don't care. Let's welcome Statsman, the walking encyclopedia of facts, with his knowledge of trivia and a passion for injecting laughter into the most mundane of subjects, but also, he's also quite serious. Statsman... He hasn't got a girlfriend, though. Shut he up. Shut up. I'll mute you. I'll mute you. Statsman is a statistical wizard with a side-splitting twist. Say hello, Stats. How are you doing? Hello, gentlemen. How are we all? We are fine, although I would use the term very loosely when you use the term gentleman with Steve. He's, yeah. in, he's insulting you. Do you know that when you listen to him? And no, I haven't I even introduced gentleman. him yet. Oh, just skip him out then. Okay. <sighs> no, he's, he, you know, he'll have a face on him. I'm absolutely certain of it. And last, but most certainly the least, we have Raven, the podcast's <laughs> en- <laughs> enigmatic and unpredictable man with a mischievous gleam in his eye and an arsenal of unpredictable, well, shall we call it wit, or there is, is there another spelling? Yep. <laughs> well, thank you very much for the term man there. I do like to think of myself as a proper man. There's very few of us around today. Really? That's all I'm going to say. Well, buckle up, everybody. Mike, we're here. Good evening, Ab-fab. gentlemen. Good evening, listeners. Hope I was trying to block you out then, because you've already spoken so many times. Say hello to the audience. Go ahead. Good evening, everybody. Hope you're having a great week. Have a lovely time. All right. Well, okay. We're all here. <laughs> Ab Fab, Gazelle, Statsman, and Raven. Yo. We're here to whisk everybody away on a whirlwind of conversation. And uh, we're world beating, you know. We're told that. Anyway, let's go on straight away to the roundup. <laughs> I might have to make the music longer at the beginning if we're going to carry on with these introductions. Excuse me, landlord, did you say we are world-beating? Yeah, we're world-beating. Well, I'd like to give a few people in the world a good beating, that's for sure, the way they carried on running the country and various mostly, other things, but there you go. Mostly the politicians, I'm absolutely certain of it. Right, let's get on to the roundup. Okay, straight away. Does anybody listen to Radio 4 anymore? Mm, nope. I thought it only went up to three. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, BBC Radio 4, Radio 4 has seen 1.2 million people stop tuning in in the past 12 months. They're listening to us, that's why. Okay. And do you remember well, that? Hey, well done, Raven. Well done, yeah, get that in. Do you remember, <laughs> do you remember um, that woman that was uh, complaining about the terribly white coronation balcony? And she oh, yes, had yes. she had four thousand, approximately four thousand complaints to Ofcom. It's now yes. gone up to eight thousand two hundred and fifty-two, so it's doubled. Actually, I had a little bit of a think about this, and it crossed my mind whether somebody should perhaps consider reporting her to the police for, um, well, racism. Really, really, I don't think the police will do anything. I don't have a lot of faith in the police at the moment, but we'll come to that later. I haven't on. got any. Okay, well, all right. BT is axing jobs in shift to AI. How do you think it's going to affect customer service? Do you know what it reminds me of? Those adverts in the past. And then they take those potatoes, they peel them, and then they smash them all to bits. (laughs) You can have adverts like that from robots. It's a little bit before our time, landlord, without being too... Oh, get lost. Get lost. I, can, I, can just be... I remember it, Lord. I remember it. I remember it. Thank you very I much. It, Lord. I remember it. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Here we go. Okay. Can I just add? I think I would like Meta <laughs> to use AI for their customer services because apparently I've been communicating with human beings for the last two weeks. <laughs> so you, you want? So the customer service has been that bad? Oh, shocking! Bring in the AI. <laughs> Leave BT, but can we change Meta? Well, yeah, okay. Well, everybody knows what's happened to Anheuser-Busch, you know, the makers of Budweiser and Bud Light. Now, you'd think that the message would get through. I mean, you can see they've asked Walmart in the States to move all their stuff to the front of the shops because nobody's buying it. Trying to give it away. Yeah. They can't even do that. They can't even give it away. So, (laughs) But Adidas have launched a women's swimsuit which appears to be modelled by a man. Not a women's swimsuit, then, is it? Well, I did point this out, that this was competition for Trevor's mankini business. <laughs> well, And I did also point it out, Raven, may I explain, that my mankini are manly, and that was not a man that was um, promoting Well, it was a man boats. wearing a, a lady's swimsuit. Yes, no, it, it was, was on a Adidas. No, it, he's it, talking it, about it his. A, Right, it, it I can't a, really work out what's going on in, in your world there, Trevor. <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a bizarre enterprise, to be honest. <laughs> Do you hear oh, that? He, he was complimenting you before, Raven, and now you're absolutely taking him down. Do you know oh, what, Gazelle? Ruthless, ruthless everything, tonight. Let's go. Everything is clear as daylight in my mind. <laughs> and the raven wow. is saying as clear as the space between your two ears as well <laughs> right okay now if you think about it if you've got somebody a man actually demonstrating swimsuits which are women's swimsuits they're testing the water aren't they and it's something that i was doing during the week because i asked you were testing the water with ladies swimsuits no no not, not me <laughs> oh, I no. always let rip, rip there oh my word oh this explains the hairspray and many other things well, hold on, hold on. Listen, 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 listen. I tweeted 
in response to an article that the some association, the LGBTQ+. Plus, yeah, you tweeted, where can I get these swimsuits? No, I didn't. What I said was, so it's if the B stands for bisexual, does that mean that they actually only believe in two sexes, male and female? <laughs> because it's bisexual. Yeah, and so, I've just learned yeah. now that now that Raven's brought it up. I'm sorry to keep jumping in here, but what happens is um, we've been on uh, obviously coming from over here. We we we, make, we might cross talk. Now I've just launched the new leopard skin mankini, <laughs> right? And I mean, strength it up. There's only seven spots on it. Seven. There's only seven spots. Yeah. Okay, why? Because that's how that's how um, you know how skinny it is. So that would give it an idea. <laughs> you could you could make them travel out of the the you know string vest material. Yeah. No. No thanks. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No hey, thanks. Here's the hey, right. Thanks, Raven. I'll look into that. Okay, misery for Rishi Sunak as the Tories completely Yay. lose the plot. Apparently. You know, if you look at it, and you can see it everywhere, they appear to have gone into an open civil war as a general election defeat looms. I mean, what the hell is going on there? He's trying to get rid of all people who may be competition to his leadership in 2024. And I just read that there is a new, a new action coming from the police against uh, Boris Johnson for what happened during COVID lockdown. So it's just, it just seems to me it's strange that all these things are coming up. And does everybody know that it nearly 39, I think it's, yeah, it's 39 MPs, conservative MPs, are standing down at the next election. What does that tell you? I've got 40 for writing this on the wall, but what are we going to be faced with, uh, with uh, if we do have a, a Labour government? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Out of the fire. It would be excellent. We covered all that last week, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, does anybody has anybody been watching this thing between Philip Schofield and and Holly Willoughby? No. Oh yes. I'm not yes, talking yes, to yes, you. Yes. I'm not talking to you. I'm not doing this to myself. No, it's another side show, isn't it? I, I love it. I feel sorry for Gordon the Golfer. <laughs> He's taking a legal action against the guy. He said he never cut his nails for so many years. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> um, I, well, apparently, apparently, Eamon Holmes came on and he said, look, enough of this rubbish that he's left Good Morning or whatever it's called. Enough of this. He said he was sacked. <laughs> he just said it straight out. He said he was sacked. That's it. And Holly Willoughby... Basically, he was calling her two-faced because she was saying that, you know, the couch is not going to be the same without Philip. Uh, and, mm. and they've been at war behind the scenes. Behind, you know, absolute war. Anyway, what about... Holly Willy Booby. Yes, I remember that from that comedian. Um, how about this? First, it was PTSD, and now it's a suspected heart attack. Who am I talking about in London? There's the biggest hint. Sonny Khan. That's the man. Does anybody get the impression that he's, he's setting up his exit? Yeah. Hang what on. Hang on. Climate change. Hang on. Okay. 
You can't have an heart attack without a heart. <laughs> people might people might say that, you know, surely did they find a heart. And uh, here's an interesting one. French authorities freeze $27 million of Muslim Brotherhood funds. Now, that's one I sneaked up, and uh, it wasn't really... It wasn't really reported you know, in mainstream press over here. But I'll tell you what was reported. What about this one? Black-only theatre performance uses language of apartheid. Now, this is in Stratford East. And basically... Can you just explain what this is about? Is this a, It's a, a performance of a, of a show where they basically advised non-blacks... Not to come. Advised or or made it policy. They're, no, they've advised not to come. So they're, Why? they're basically they're holding a black only performance to keep the play free of the white gaze. The white gaze. Yeah, that's well, the it. Black gaze are okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about can gaze I, as in gay gaze. I can I can eyes? I add something here. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, um, <clears throat> I've seen this today, actually. The, the, the play's called Chambo and Bones. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm going to put some of this to the test because just turn up and identify as black because I'm actually in the middle of applying for a new job. <laughs> <laughs> All will be, be revealed if I get the position. It'll be a miracle. So are you, are you, what are you identifying as? Rastafarian, <laughs> Caribbean, what? African. African, black African. Yes, black British, whatever that is. Black British African. You know, I, I can just see what it's going to be like, you know, and when he goes into it, the it, interview. It stipulates, John, that you have to identify as someone with black heritage. So I identify as someone with black heritage just for the day of the interview. So, uh, who do you identify with? It's not with. It's as I identify as. Well, if it was from my, from my from my um, age period, from the waist down. <laughs> if it was from my age period, I would be identifying as Sidney Poitier because he was a brilliant actor, absolutely brilliant. You know. So, who are you going to be identifying as, Morgan? Who? Morgan. Uh, me. Well, I'm just going to identify uh, as I am, which is amazingly handsome. <laughs> That's another word we need to. Checking the dictionary. <laughs> Get a definition. Raven, amazingly yeah, handsome. Steve will be uh, identifying as Captain Morgan. Yes. Him being a, uh, a pirate. Well, I was thinking of Morgan Freeman because he appears to be you know, the most famous black actor at the moment, Morgan Freeman. He's a great guy, actually. He's got a lot of uh, very sort of powerful and famous quotes. Very intel intel intelligent man, to be honest. Oh, a bit like A bit like you, Raven. Absolutely. Well, okay, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish off that that roundup now um with that and let's move on to the national, which is about immigration. Mark, do you wanna open it up or do you want me to give a summary? Go on, you give a summary and then I'm I'm sure we can uh, have a rant. Okay, well, uh, it, it's it's in the headlines. It's a headliner, this one, and it is going to be a massive issue for the Conservatives at the next election. So, 
what I'm saying is, is that the British mainstream political parties, all of them, specifically the Conservative and the Labour parties, have failed the nation in addressing this issue of mass immigration. There's broken promises made by the Conservatives to drastically reduce immigration during their 13-year reign and their failure to follow through on those promises. The Brexit vote, which was supported by a majority of people who wanted to take back control of borders, they failed on that. They haven't Don't actually... make you follow through. I know, and I have to say that I'm highly critical of the Conservative Party for disregarding its manifesto pledges and pursuing a liberal immigration agenda. They keep on talking tough, but they're not actually following through. Is that enough stats? Do you want to get moving on that? Yeah, go on. I can do. Go ahead. It does. They may as well have been in power for 30 years because it doesn't matter which one you vote for. But when we looked at the 2011 census, the number of people... Here we go. The overall population rose from 2001 to 2011 by 4.1 million under Labour yep. in that decade. Uh, Three million of them were people who were born outside of England and Wales. So a rough guess there is about three quarters of the population rise is immigration. So does anyone want to have a guess from 2011 until now for the fake Conservatives? Uh, I'll, I'll take a guess, Mark, at rounds say from 2011 to, to now. Did you Pretty, say? Well, about a decade, yeah. Uh, so I'll go for six and a half million. Not far off, mate. Oh, 6. Well, I am, 7 I am, I am. Oh, Trevor got it higher. I am, I am. <laughs> so they're doing a little battle here, aren't they? Please, so, please, please. I've done some maths. Go ahead. That's 10.8 million in two decades. I think it's probably about time we took this seriously now. This has got to stop before it's too late. Well, so are you talking, do- to Steve, just one second. Are you are you going to be discussing net immigration or are you talking about uh, people coming in only? This is the population rise. Okay, so you're talking this net. This also includes people living a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. The majority of okay. it is immigration. Go ahead. Now, we haven't got time, have we, to argue with these morons about xenophobia and all this stuff. No. Because that's just getting in the way of the debate, these buzzwords. This needs sorting. Now, what are the reasons, though? This is, this is what I keep hearing. What are the reasons for mass immigration? So the main one I hear is it benefits us financially. Well, I'm sorry, but I've been looking into this for over a decade, and for every report or study that says it's beneficial, there's another one that says it isn't. But the yeah. Other people are saying it's to fill job gaps. So effectively what they're saying is there's some jobs like the English, British, whatever, the Welsh, Scottish, don't want to do, shouldn't have to do, so we get the foreigners to do it. Now, isn't that a little bit racist, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, and we also go around the world, do we not? No. Taking the best people from the third world after their countries have spent time and money to train them in their countries, so we go around and just milk the world. And the people who are saying this are probably the same people who bang on about colonialism. Yeah, yeah. So how odd is that? Now I picked up something from a an Oxford debate, and this was about nine or ten years ago by Douglas Murray, and he mentioned, "Oh, well, is it to pay the pensions?" Well, he had a good point. He said, don't people from abroad get old? Because, of course, they're going to, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So I've done a little figure then before I let the raven in. So I looked at the total government expenditure for state pensions in 2000, 2001. That was 38.7 billion. Should we have a little game of higher or lower again? Anyone like to guess what it, the estimate well, was? Well, Trevor's going to say... Trevor's going to say... Lower, lower, freeze, freeze, freeze. Mm. Anyone <laughs> else like to guess? I'm going to go higher at about 42. John, would you like a guess? Well, I think I think it's going to be higher. 104.5 
Billion. There you go. Now, Whoa. have they now come to the conclusion that we've just got to keep increasing the numbers to cover this cost? Because it's going to be like the debt ceiling. It's going to collapse eventually. Well, why aren't they, Mark, just to, just to interject, yeah. why aren't they taking some of these economically inactive Britons right, and training them and employing them instead of relying on mass immigration? We've been saying this for years. I'll let the raven come in in a second. I'm just going to make this one final point. At the minute, this 104.5 billion, they're paying out people who were born in the, the 50s, the 40s, the 30s. Yeah. The population was a lot smaller. The elderly didn't, didn't live as long. And the rates of increase in the population was 0.5. We go back to the decade when Labour were in. I think it was, ooh, let me have a little look. 7%, largest ever. And the Conservatives are up there with 6.5. So I can you see where we're going with yeah, this yeah. in the future? Yeah, I get it. It was a baby boom. In 2001 to 2011. Okay. Oh dear. I see trouble ahead. And it wasn't the Vikings. Let's let him in. Go on. Well, there's a number of things going on here, really, which, uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, annoys me. First of all, this issue of pensions and, you know, the cost of pensions. Let's not forget that the vast majority of those people who are collecting their pensions now have paid into the system for 45, 50, 55 years. Correct. Let's not forget that. We seem to have the culture in this country that the elderly who've worked and contributed to this country for decades, half of their lives or the majority of their lives, are in some way uh, uh, some kind of burden. They're not. They're simply getting back what they've contributed to this country Correct. Correct. for decades. So this idea that the elderly, uh, whether it be pensions or health service usage or anything else or in some kind of way burdensome is appalling. So we're not having this. Secondly, the population growth is huge because of uncontrolled mass immigration. Anybody who five, ten years ago was raising this was accused of being xenophobic, racist and all the rest of it by the main political parties who are now seeking to be seen to be doing something about it. They won't do anything about it because they will all betray this country. It is time for a new political party to start afresh and tackle this country's future in full properly. The other part is this. Will you be the Uber leader? The Uber Viking? (laughs) Just one second. The, The thing is, this immigration issue... It's massive. People seem to forget that when they can't get a GP appointment or a dentist or a hospital appointment or the public purse for public services in all areas is heavily strained, okay, they forget that one of the biggest contributors towards the problems and stresses on the public services and the taxpayer is a growing population in this country due to uncontrolled mass immigration. Right? Schools, hospitals, everything. You're going to get called a xenophobe. No, I'll tell you what, we're not having that because that's, no. that's over. We're no, longer, we're no longer going to take that from anybody. This is a serious matter, and I'm sorry. No, you're when not. Labor, no, you're not Labor, sorry. You're telling the truth. Go on. When, when Labour, like we were discussing last week, are now talking about wanting a controlled, points-based immigration system... Do remind me that that was, you know, I remember hearing that somewhere in the past. Oh, yes, that's right. It was a UKIP policy. Yes, 2015. 
Right? That's what we were talking about. And because we were simply talking about a dramatically reduced and controlled, fair, points-based immigration system, we were called racist. And now the Labour Party wants to utilise that as their mantra. Well, I'm sorry, you're about 20 years too late having opened the floodgates to the entire world, causing problems and dissent in this country and worsening race relations and putting this country under massive strain. Nobody trusts you, Labour Party. And I feel feel that all the parties are guilty of social engineering. Absolutely, and and I could come back to that on a separate article at a later date, actually, Jonathan, because you've hit the nail on the head more than you realise. And I'm sick to death. I really am tired in this country of seeing virtually no politicians stand up for the British people, the indigenous British people, our history and our heritage, and start to look after the people who've contributed in this country for decades. The the elderly people in this country have paid their way and deserve everything they get. On the unemployment issue and jobs, we've got to stop paying out excessive <laughs> amounts of of uh, benefits to people to have a lifestyle on benefits and get them into work. That's it. Is that it? For now. So you got the hint then. <laughs> before, before I bring the gazelle in, there's a, there's a quite an interesting figure that I got that there are 50%, 51% of the population of this country are women. And the only politician that has actually said women don't have a penis is guess who rishi sunak the pm yeah rishi sunak yeah. so by a fluke this guy might just get back in because the women <laughs> all the women will vote for him because they'll say he's right which he is he is right over to the gazelle go ahead gazelle yeah i mean steve the zen steve the zen steve the zen now <laughs> I had, I had four trains of thoughts going there, but Steve's absolutely blown him out of the water. I can't remember what I was going to think. Well, I don't think any of us can remember what we were going to think after that. <laughs> I should have had the music in the background, other, Land of Hope and Glory, other, playing while he was other speaking. Than, yeah, other than, where are we going with this? On a very, very serious note, where are we going with this? Where are we going? Civil we, unrest. Gonna, we, Civil we, unrest, I think. Week, within this week... It's going to be announced that you've you've got nearly a million this year, nearly a million, and that's the net figure, yeah. And that's the net figure, yeah. That's net. So a million. Where do we go? What about the housing? What about the dentists, the doctors? We keep going on about this. It gets boring, but it's a serious, serious issue. Yeah. Where are we going with it? Yeah, I agree. Another million people. It. We can't sustain it. No, we can't. Absolutely right. Can uh, can Mark interject there with you, sir? Certainly, yes. Go ahead, Stats. So about a decade decade ago, we did have somebody saying that mass immigration does not work, and that was David Cameron. Yeah. So why aren't we doing anything about it? So Trevor's saying, where are we going with this? Well, this is where we're going with it. So the number of hospital beds in 2000 were around 240,000 beds in the UK. Yeah. 2021, that figure has gone down to 157,000. So we're importing half a million plus people a year and the beds are going down. The fake Conservatives are way behind on their pledge to build 40 hospitals, so that's where we're going with that one. Crime. The volume of sexual offences has risen over the last decade. See where we're going with that one. House prices, 
wages are stagnant. And one of the important things is, which we're going to cover shortly in, a, in another special, is we're losing our identity. Yep. Our Englishness, England and our culture is under attack. Well said, Mark. Well said. Same with the Northern Irish, same with the Welsh, same with the Scottish. Although I have to say that the Scottish are just imploding, doing it by themselves. There is no fight back in Scotland. There is no fight back. They, they actually think the figure that they're going to release this week is going to be at least 700,000 net. Like Trevor, I think it's going to be higher. We had 1 million come into the country. I think it was last year, uh, about half of them. It was half net, so there's about half, again, about 500,000 left. I just think it's going to be a lot bigger this time. Well, and the Conservatives just seem to be concentrating, and I keep repeating this probably every other week, they're concentrating on the 45, 50,000 coming over in boats. I don't see them as being the biggest problem. I'd see the other 950,000, people. Are yep. they all legal? They, surely they can't all be coming over they, illegally. No, they can't. Allowed by the people who say they're going to bring down immigration. And another point, what's the point of manifestos? Do we need now some kind of law to say if they're not actively trying to uphold a manifesto, they should be out of office? Well, they're just they're swapping what's the, and what's changing. the point of them saying every year? Absolutely. Tens of, thousands, tens of thousands, and for 20 years now, they've all lied to our faces and carried on. So is there, should there be some punishment going forward? Like, if you're not proactively seen to be actually trying to achieve your manifesto pledges, you're gone. Yeah. Regardless of being voted out, I think it's, or, or another election, yeah. it's called. Totally. Something's got to change. Okay. just getting away with absolute well, murder. I just want to bring in something. crumble. Yeah, I want to bring in something very quick. The National Crime Agency in the UK has announced plans to crack down on lawyers who assist mm. traffickers in abusing modern slavery laws to secure asylum for migrants entering the country. Now, that's the first, first that I've seen because I kept on saying to people, we've got to actually start blaming the legal system here and the people, the solicitors and the barristers who are all involved in making a lot of money helping these people to stay within the country. Uh, final words, Steve, and then we're going to move on to another subject which is close to your heart. And make it quick, please, because we know that you're going to have something to say about the next subject. Just following on very quickly from what Marcus just said in terms of people being held to account in relation to manifestos, in terms of immigration, lots of other things. We actually have something called the Constitution and Magna Carta, and it is actually treasonous. I know we use that word occasionally, but it is actually treasonous to be operating in such ways that go against your own country and your own people. And our country is heavily laden within Parliament and the civil service and various other institutions of people operating in treasonous ways against the British people. And we have to seriously start looking at common law prosecutions. Well, that's the other, that's the other enemy people are seeing now, and they're now nicknaming them the Snivelling Service. Okay? Yeah. They're now, they're now nicknaming them that because they think the civil service, uh, which are made up of a lot of people who have migrated to this country, if you, look, if you look at it, if we were to actually get a true perspective of the races or how people identify in the civil service, it would be interesting to find out how many white English are actually working in the civil service. 
It would be very, very interesting to find out and get that information. Uh, quick word from Mark and then yeah. to, then to we, Trevor. Are we mistaken to believe maybe there's a glimmer of hope with this National Conservative Conference because they seem to be saying all the things that we've been saying for the last oh, yeah. God knows how many years about how we need to stop all this. But the funny thing is, is none of them are really in government. Uh, the ones who support them who are in government kind of stayed away. Uh, is this just another David Cameron talking the talk and nothing's ever going to happen? Or yes. is this now finally the conser- some of the Conservatives realising we are going to lose oh, yeah. big time unless we actually be Conservatives and do what the people... I know people say we haven't had to say about mass immigration. We kind of have with three or four elections in the past of the yeah, Conservatives yeah. where they've they've promised and people have voted for them naively. Um, I don't want to get my hopes up. Okay. They're saying the right things that we'd like to hear, but then they're attacked straight away, aren't they? They're talking the talk, they will not walk the walk. Mm. Okay, let's give way to the gazelle, and we'll finish off this subject. Gazelle. Yeah, I just want to pull the raven up on a couple of things, actually, because he said on a regular basis that he wants to be frank. (laughs) Right? Now, that's fine. That's fine, right? Now... Who's this Margaret Carter that you're on about? I've been searching on Facebook. I think he said. Also, I think he said Magna Carta, not Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. He said Margaret. That historical document, Margaret, Margaret Carter. I he said Margaret Carter because I've been searching on Facebook and I've been looking on Twitter and I can't find her anywhere. Probably <laughs> in a museum. Well, I think that's a fitting end. I think it's a fitting end to that. So our whole perspective is there's a massive problem with immigration. It's going to be a massive problem for all the political parties. And if they don't start paying attention to it now, then there is going to be civil unrest in this country. Now we're moving on to the local in which I think there's going to be civil unrest emanating from Blaken with the Viking. Okay. So, would you like oh, me to give dear, a quick? Dear, dear. Would you like me to give a quick summary, sir, so that you can actually then move yes, on it? I'll, I'll need to have a little lie down while you talk about this because. Um, <laughs> well, here's the truth. Well, there you go. Councillors in Cheshire West and Chester are set to vote on whether to approve a second recommended increase in their allowances within six months. Well, I can tell you that the vote went through, and they well, agreed. <laughs> Was it unanimous? Well, I I don't know because it was by a show of hands. It wasn't a named vote. So I didn't see a named vote on the video. So there we have it. Now, basically, they've approved their increase. And the highest allowances, increase in the allowances, will be going to the executive and cabinet members. This follows on from giving increases to council employees now you're gonna laugh at some of this stuff but some of the increases and especially for the deputy leader were in excess of 70 percent increase on their allowance oh, sorry Jonathan. Oh. Inflation. Was, that, was that 17 17 no that's 70 70 70 is it are we doing a Guinness Book of uh, World Records special this week? <laughs> so sounds like it, doesn't uh, it? Now, now that was now that was to Councillor Karen Shaw. Now I sent her an email to ask about that increase and whether or not she's taking it. All Can right, reply. 
Well, no, uh, quite literally. I mean, I also sent one to uh, Louise Giddens. I reckon it's already been spent on lavish holidays. Well, I I sent it off to Louise Giddens as well, asking her to give, you know, give information about the increases. Because and ask if it's possible to find out. Now, I think what we should do as Cheshire Matters is we should send an email out to every councillor to ask them did they vote in favour of the you know allowance increase and whether or not they're going to take it. Okay. Now, I've got a funny feeling they all are going to take it. There was only one, and it was from that party that we've been bashing. And I'm going to give way to the Raven momentarily, who said he didn't think it was the right thing to do in a cost of living crisis. And that was one of the conservatives. Yes, but is he going to take the pay rise? I don't know. This is the thing. So we're going to start asking uh, some very searching questions. I mean, my overall feel of it before I give way is to say it was the wrong time, you know, to do something like this. You know, especially yeah, as soon yeah. as you've got control of the council, you increase, <laughs> you increase your own allowances, especially, I mean, Louise Gittens, it was around about, I don't know, uh, 12, 13%. Now, don't forget as well, don't forget that I don't know, and I've asked this question as well within the series of questions that I put to them, all these outside bodies that they sit on, the panels that they sit on, whether or not they get any form of gratuity or remuneration from that as well so it's interesting because i looked at the outside bodies that louise gittens actually sits on and i'm wondering what how much time she's actually got to look after her own ward same with karen shaw how much time have they got to look after their own ward now there you go i've put all those things out raven Go on. He's going to go raven mad about this. Go ahead. No, actually, I'm going to take a rather calm look at this because, first of all, it's appalling. I live in the Blaken community and have done all my life. Blaken has an awful lot of people struggling, like a lot of estates up and down the country. The cost of living, which we've all been discussing dramatically over some uh, good six months or so particularly, is affecting all sorts of people. Now, prior to the election, we had uh, a leaflet come round and we were talking about hard-working Blake and Labour and the Labour Party generally in Chester, etc. Hard-working Blake and Labour. Well, that contained all sorts of promises to remedy and do lots of different things for the Blaken community. I'm I'm kind of talking about Blaken, namely because I live here. But this is echoed across across the area generally. Now, all sorts of promises were made about working hard and and this, that, and the other. Now, I put up on social media um, yesterday on a, a, a large social media page in the local area and indicated that the priority of the local Labour-led council and in Blake. Who now have control. Who now have control. Of Cheshire West. The local Labour group in the area has indicated from go on being elected that the residents and all of the issues facing the residents are not the priority of these councillors. Because what they've done... Two weeks after an election, 
they've given a very public signal that the only interests that they are interested in are their own interests because they've made that the first priority. So what they've indicated is this. Just before you say that, let me tell you that the increases to the basic allowance are the highest in Cheshire. So and it was recommended by the LGA, the Local Government Association, and this is who they're going to blame for it. And it's gone from 12,714 up to 14,453. With two rises over six months. That's right. That's two rises. Yep. So, so another couple of points. Well, if you think about it, just just as a as a reference, Halton received nine thousand one hundred and sixty eight, and Warrington pick up eight thousand seven hundred and fifty. So I'm just giving you a comparison there. Go ahead. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. And the the other point is this: what they have said to people is this, because I I put up on social media that. The residents, no, it's not the residents that matter or the roads or the pavements or the housing or the struggles people face or using food banks or anything else for that matter or funding or facilities and lots of other things. No, well, none of that matters. These people on getting elected indicated to the public the reason why they wanted to get elected, which was for their own self-interests. They have clearly demonstrated from go two weeks after an election getting people's vote on the back of a load of false promises in my view yeah they've indicated that the only reason they're really in this game is for their own self-interests now here's the point another point and it's a very significant one they've just voted for a rise two weeks after being elected now some of these people have just been elected as a councillor for the very first time, which means they've only been a councillor for two weeks. And this vote has gone through supporting a rise. Well, well all the Labour people will have been whipped. Well, yeah, well, maybe just one, one second. The point I make here is this. I'd like to ask all of these new councillors who've perhaps supported this, what have you done since becoming a councillor for the first time, what have you done in a two-week period that is so tremendously significant for the local community that you represent that within two weeks you consider yourself to be warranting a pay rise? What tremendous, outstanding achievement in two weeks have you achieved for that pay rise? on becoming a councillor. And you've also demonstrated your real reason why you're there, and that's to line your own self-interest pockets. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And I, I have to agree with you with the points. The difficulty that I have is that the council leaders rise in members' allowance, excluding any other expenses and gratuities from outside bodies, went from 29220 pounds to 33,194. Okay, so that's around about 4,000 pounds, right? The the deputies uh, allowances would rise from 14,610 
to 24,895. And cabinet members would see theirs rise from 12,857 to 14,453. And I'm going to give way to the gazelle. Speak clearly, sir. I will, sir. I had five rises last week. (laughs) Sunrises in Greece. You're going to make us all jealous like you did with me when we were talking. And you said, I said, what's the water like? And you went, it's warm. And I thought, I'm going to hang up on him right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had five rises last week. uh, End of. Okay. That's it. That's it, yeah. I had five rises last week. (laughs) Well, I made up for your very successful and rewarding uh, rises last week, Trevor. Thank you, Raven. (laughs) <laughs> can I just add? Can I just add to this? This right? is this oh, is surreal. This is surreal. It is, isn't it? Now, can I just add? Let's not forget that this latest rise is going to cost the Cheshire taxpayers, Cheshire West, an extra hundred and forty-seven thousand pounds. And given the fact that yeah. yet again they've put the council tax up by the maximum yeah. am- amount, indeed, clearly, that's yeah, the yeah. big point. Say that again. The council, council the council tax has gone up. Went, by the maximum allowed amount, and it will cost Cheshire taxpayers an extra £147,000, this latest pay yeah. rise. Yeah. yeah. Stop it. Well, I can see it. I mean, here's, here's the email that I sent to Karen Shaw. I said, at the recent council meeting in members' uh, re-members allowances, did you, one, vote in favour of the increases in members' allowances, and what was your reasoning? Two, who proposed and seconded the percentage increase in the deputy leader's allowance? Where did that come from? Uh, Three, as it is not mandatory for a councillor to either take the allowance or the increase as voted on the 18th of the 5th, 23, please advise whether you will be accepting the increase. Four, do you as deputy leader earn any form of remuneration or are given allowances, gratuities, or expenses for being on any or all of the outside bodies associated with you as a councillor, deputy leader, or cabinet member on the council? And if so, please list with associated amounts indicating within the list in which capacity you are receiving such amount, if any. C for councillor, DL. And somebody will say, what DL are you on about? (laughs) DL, deputy leader, or cabinet member. Many thanks in advance of your response. Cheshire Matters. Okay? Now, Louise Gittens has had a very, very similar email. And I noticed that the executive and the upper echelons really got the biggest part of that increase. So that 147,000 has actually realistically gone to them. And uh, in that way, they've benefited the most. So go ahead, Mark. You know what? I'm even more gutted that I didn't get elected now. <laughs> <laughs> I could do with an extra couple of grand. You no, avaricious man, you. <laughs> right. no, on a serious note, though, I, I would not have voted for this. Yeah. No. Because, because this isn't about the money to me. This I know you wouldn't have voted for it, Mark. No, I wouldn't, no. It's not about the money. It never has been. Um, did anyone see a consultation over this one? Because I didn't. No, they've simply voted for their own pay rise. And I'm thinking, do you know what? Perhaps and they did it. Be- they did it without a named vote. 
Yeah, and you know what? I think maybe perhaps this should be down to the constituents now. And maybe we need more of an issue, uh, more of a say sorry on this issue. And if we don't feel like we get value for money, then we vote it down. Because after all, our local MP for Ellesmere Port and Neston and our council are pushing for more of a say at local level. But as I keep saying, it's not for the people as I campaign for, it's for the nodding dogs in the council to make these crazy decisions. So they're going to push for more power and that's probably going to lumber us with a mayor. So I think we should take some power away from local councils and just allow them to run the services. Yeah, because so it, that's all they're supposed to do. Why do we have to? Why do we have to have politicians involved? Why don't they do it like they do in America, where you know? Remember when we were speaking about Van Van Tucker? No, that guy didn't want any corporates having any say in any of the politics. That guy was employed to run the services. That's it. Why don't we just have that? Get rid of this layer of democracy, supposed democracy in the councils and just basically get people to do the services and if we don't like them get rid of them and get somebody else in that's proper totally democracy, agree, isn't it? what say that again trevor i said i totally agree with you there sack bolden <laughs> yeah go ahead steve We've got in Blaken various uh, groups and uh, volunteer services that are literally helping people on a weekly basis to survive financially, put food on the table, food banks, lots of different things. And these people, these appalling people in this council, have demonstrated self-interest over and above the needs of local people instead of representing them and getting things done for them. To get elected and two weeks later do this is one of the most appalling shocking and shameful things i've ever seen in politics well ever. one of one of the hard facts the one of the hard facts that you've got to get used to and this is what they do they hope that nobody would highlight these issues so yes they will put it out in the local pet press and then what they will do is they'll say well okay so you know we let it go and then people forget about it and then we'll move on to the next thing and that's it. Now, if we keep reminding people that they increase it, and I want to know, and I've asked the questions, I want to know if they've actually taken it, who voted for it, and if they've actually taken the increases. And that's what I want to know, because I want to know who is, is actually got their heart in the job, you know, for doing it, for helping people. Because I think that this is just, it's just a travesty, really. And, you know, people will say, well, you know, it may preclude people from actually getting involved because there is not enough to actually keep them going. They don't actually earn enough money to be able to do it. And I'm going to go through to the Raven now. Go ahead, Rave. Just want to follow up on what you've just said there, actually. It may preclude people from getting involved in politics. Well, I'll just say this. Take a look at every one of us and take a look at thousands of other people up and down the country who get involved in local politics, who are active, who do campaigning, who do lots of things to assist other people, who expose wrongs and try to right them. Yeah. Look at the tens of thousands of people who spend years campaigning to right serious wrongs in this country who are not even elected don't get elected, but they give thousands of thousands of hours to do the right thing. And these people, they just want the money for themselves. 
They're That's, not in it because yeah, they yeah. have a heart and they're passionate and they care. Okay. They're in it. Yeah. A lot of these people, some are, we have to say that, some are, but a lot of them, as soon as they're in, they're in the trough. Sorry, it's disgusting. Okay, go ahead, Stats. To be honest, before we talked about this, I've stood in two elections. I couldn't even tell you what the wage was for a councillor. That's not what interested me. Um, do you know, we're forgetting again, they gave themselves a rise four to five months before they may have been unelected. Yes. So they give themselves a little bit extra money beforehand, and then as soon as elected, they give themselves more. Now, <laughs> I know it's it, it, it's it's this, contrived, isn't it? It's contrived. Seventy percent thing is this in line with inflation? Is it for the deputy leader? <laughs> <laughs> well, considering considering that the, you know the doctors were trying, mm. you know, to get increases. I mean, it doesn't come yeah. anywhere near to seventy percent. What Do about you know? the nurses? Well, they didn't even have to go on strike either, did they? It was very easy. They just voted for their own pay rise. And you're not going to get an answer from them because, as we found out over the last few years, they are held accountable to no one. Well, if they don't, so, if they don't, they if they don't give an answer, and I know that the, the media department will have to do something, what we do is we go out with the speakers in the cars, <laughs> on the cars, and we just say... Did you know all your councillors voted for a pay rise? And we actually put out leaflets and talked to people say, this is your caring council. They've given you a massive increase in your council tax, but they've also voted in an increase in members' allowances at the same time. Go ahead, Raven. I'm going to say something now. I've given serious thought to this matter to the extent I'm actually considering leafleting every single house in Blaken with a very clear leaflet on what the councillors have just done two weeks after getting elected, yep. this Labour-led council. Because I think every single person in this community and across other areas should be made fully aware of exactly what they've done Straight out. Oh, they're again. hoping it's going to go quiet. That's the truth. Well, it isn't. I'll tell okay. you now because leaflets are going out. Okay. Trevor, go ahead. And then I'm going to move across to Statsman. Go ahead, Trev. I just want to uh, pick up on that point from the Raven there. Um, Steve, do you think they're really bothered? If you put a leaflet through every single door, which is a normal ward of about 4,500, yep. right? When only. 24% vote. That's right. That's the other thing. Only 24%. The turnout was was abysmal, really. Yes. Do you think they're bothered? Nobody's well, bothered. I, I get what you're saying, Trevor, but I think, to be quite honest with you, if there was ever going to be a local wake-up call um, at local level, then I think this would be it. Okay, this, that's a fair this, point. This really does tell people good, exactly what the priority of the local Labour Party is. Okay. Yes, Steve, it's a good point, but people are not bothered. The English, I tell you, they, they just take the easy way out all the time. They've got to actually wake up. Go ahead, Stats. I think Trevor's got a point. I uh, delivered leaflets to about 8,000 people and only 30% of them turned up to vote. But just back to what Steve was saying, I also think if you did do a leaflet, you should maybe break down what donations and spending they use their allowances on. Because yeah. I know some of the councillors in my ward don't donate much of that money to the ward itself. It goes in other areas, Nelsmere Port, and, uh, and the majority of them give a big chunk to Chester Pride. I don't really care what sexuality you are. I don't think any money should be given to that at all. No. That's a political venture, and I'm sorry, but the money should be given to 
charities and people who were struggling, local businesses maybe that have been damaged Food by, banks here. You know, all the lockdowns they all supported. Yeah. Where does hospitality get, get any anything out of this? No. So you've got all, all these people going on strike, getting all these They get nothing, Mark. The they get you've nothing. these frauds here paying themselves more money. What about the businesses that were destroyed by the government's decisions? And if it wasn't the government, this council would have been even worse. They were pushing for more powers locally. They wanted harsher lockdowns, longer. They'd have destroyed more of this town and this county. And we get nothing back. Fed up now. How many of these councillors do you think would come on to the show to defend their position? Not often. Let's test it. Let's test it. Well, I will no. do. I'll I'll invite them. I'll also say to all the councillors, because they're, they're getting an email, and I'll also say to them, if you want to come onto the programme to actually justify your position and the decisions you've made, we'll be very happy to hear from you. Because they're quite happy to talk to all the pet press. And I'm, I know that Cheshire, Western Chester, I mean, all right, they treated us very, very fairly when we were over there at the elections, and you know, that's fine. But they actually don't like people who delve into the facts of what's going on. And when we actually start to delve into the real questions about what's actually going on, they don't like it. Now... I'm going to invite them. I'm going to say, if they want to come on to the show, please let us know. I've got a funny feeling that the Labour group, who are like ants, will say, uh, um, uh, you know, don't respond to them at all. Don't respond to them. Uh, that's what I think. But then if they don't respond, then we're actually going to call them for what we think they are. So go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I actually think that they could have at least waited for a bit to make it not so obvious. They're literally having a wee down our backs and telling us it's raining. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And I know they won't come on because when we were at the uh, Chester by-election, I started off interviewing some of the candidates with some softball questions like the mainstream, well, the lamestream would. But then I asked, actually asked them some tough questions and they couldn't answer them. They literally couldn't answer them. Yeah. You know, about about slavery, uh, the, the statues, the walls. I asked, I asked, I think, the Conservatives about immigration. They couldn't give us a figure on, on how many people we could let into, the, into Cheshire. They've got no answers. They're just... This is I'm also ball, going yeah. to I'm also going to send emails to all the MPs within the areas on behalf of Cheshire Matters to ask them what they think of the increase in the members' allowances at oh, this time. They're, they're just as bad. I agree. They do it. They do it too. So they, I they're agree. Going to, they're going to defend the councillors. I I agree. Well, let's see who do, who does defend them, and then the people will know them because we'll we'll do this well, exercise. You know who's going to defend them? Labour will defend them, and then the Conservatives will uh, go the opposite way because that's what they do. Yeah. Whatever one decides, the other one wants to do the opposite, and then the end result is they both do the same. Huh? Okay. Well, Raven, go ahead. Going to give you one on of the last words. That, yeah, I just want to go back on a point that Mark raised about members' budget grants and how and where they spend them. I can assure you, it's actually worth taking a good look at that because one question that needs to be asked is. Do councillors give or have they received in the past monies from councillors' members' budget grants into organisations that they have an interest in, past or present? Yeah. Now, when you start to look, it's quite interesting. So I'm going to have a good look at that. Why would anybody in their right mind do something like this so soon after an election? And at a time like this where millions are struggling. Struggling. 
And the second thing is, is that what is, once you set that bar higher in terms of money and the way that you set that bar, if it's not actually made clear to the people so that they do understand exactly what's going on and the control that's being exerted, it can only get worse. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, the reason they do it three weeks within the election is that by the time in another four years, when it comes around, it's all forgot. Yeah, that's it. That's and it. they get maximum benefit for the maximum amount of time, Trevor. Time, yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, everybody knows what time it is. Okay, shout-outs, shout-downs. I think I know what's going to happen here. We're going to go straight to Stats, who's got a big <laughs> smile on his face. Go ahead, Stats. Shout-outs, shout-downs. Well, I was going to try and sneak three in, but I think I've already done meta. So okay. my first one's going to be Childline. Now, this was meant to be a good thing to help vulnerable kids. Yeah, they decided that to direct these vulnerable children to seek, get this, potentially dangerous treatments on their website in the form of breast binding and hormone blockers behind their parents' back. Now, this is a disease that's affected every institution we once held dear. It, it needs to be eradicated immediately. And I think Childline should be closed down because they're doing the opposite of what they actually meant to do. And then the last one's a little bit of a challenge, and everyone's heard of this idiot, Mizzy, who's terrorising oh, everyone. Geez. You know what? So, uh, He's been arrested, so- you know. I know, but it won't stop him. So my front door's open, bro. Come pay me a visit. <laughs> Mizzy, don't. Even if you came down with 10 of your friends, I wouldn't rate your chances, kiddo. I wouldn't rate them at all. Go what ahead. Saying, <laughs> Go ahead, Raven. Go ahead. Mine is straightforward. It's a very serious, appalling shout-down and a condemnation, a disgusting condemnation of the appalling attitude of a newly elected council towards the residents of Cheshire West, where self-interest pervades and takes precedence over the needs of the people in the area. Absolutely shameful, shocking, disgusting, given the serious plight of many poor people in this country struggling to survive. I have never been so disgusted and appalled in my life to see locally elected representatives after such a short space of time put their own interests first. It is absolutely a disgusting condemnation of the state of our society. What an appalling example of disgusting leadership. Okay, all right. Well, that's a message to Louise from The Raven. Okay. Uh, Trevor, your shout-out, shout-down? It's a very, very quick Greek update. Now, as you are aware, I'm uh, I'm having an adventure in Greece again. So today I went into the... um, It's um, Pain de Capo, it's called. Now, it's a chain of shops similar to maybe Costa, something like that, but they sell... All sorts of lovelies, chocolates, etc., etc. All sorts of pastries. So now, as you know, I speak fluent Greek. <laughs> you, so, li- you liar! <laughs> no, I, I didn't know gazelles Greek. lie. <laughs> no, I speak fluent. Greek. How much of that grass have you been chewing or smoking? I can't work I asked, out. <laughs> I asked for a flat white coffee, and the lady asked one shot or two confusing i said give it to babe <laughs> anyway there's nothing like got, romance and charm 
<laughs> I got a double espresso. Oof. Now, right? You're going to be you're awake till four o'clock in the morning. No, hang on. No, so you can't we really blame the girl. No, obviously. I mean, she struggles uh, with the Greek dialect, right? So, an hour later, I clearly asked her for an Americano. We'll change the script, right? And I got an espresso. Now, if these young people can't speak the King's Greek... <laughs> King's Greek. Right? They, sh- they, should- they shouldn't be working on the front line, right? <laughs> They're in their own <laughs> country. Never, never, is this what? the height of excitement on, on your adventure in Greece? <laughs> I'll tell you what the height of excitement is in a minute, Raven. Right? I'm about to finish. Now, they shouldn't be working... <laughs> Right? They shouldn't be working on the front line, as far as I'm concerned. Now, suffice to say, that's why I've been nipping back and two in between the podcast. I've been on the bog for the last two hours, right? <laughs> now. <laughs> right. It's, it's too much. No, no, no. There's no, no, there's no Do you have a little basket in Greece? Do you have a little basket for your toilet paper to the yeah. side of the toilet? No, you put it in the freezer. You do have to, you, you do have to yeah. <laughs> Now, now, I just want to I just want to further this conversation. Now, if we had a wind farm here in Greece, um, I alone, I, I could have generated a thousand kilometres of electricity. <laughs> <laughs> so that, 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 that's this week's adventure. That, that's this week's adventure. Are you clearing every room that you walk in within 30 seconds, Trevor? Oh, gosh. Yes, and the beaches. If you look at my, if you look at my, uh, my pictures, Steve, <laughs> all the beaches are clear. There's nobody on the beaches. The seas are polluted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so oh, much oh, for that, for those words of wisdom, sir. Yeah, and, so and what are you shouting down? Different. What are you shouting down or shouting out for? Well, what am I? Sh- I'm shouting down. I'll tell you now. I'm shouting down, Moses. Right? <laughs> I've been mosquitoes. I've, mosquitoes. I've been bitten to death. They've been sucking the life out of me. But haven't no, you got one of those out. tails as a gazelle, which actually acts like a fly swatter? Yes, but the thing is, I've been researching it. Right? I'm sorry, and Trevor, not- but your mankinis don't help. <laughs> I know. Yeah, cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> now these mozzies right i've been researching this um now the males it's not the males it's the females that suck the blood out of you because once the male mates he dies oh where's that i could have died a thousand times over last week but anyway <laughs> that's so, if you were a mozzie okay too much <laughs> too much detail go on get on with it Right, so these mothers, right, so it's a female that actually bites you. I thought we were having a shout-out. This is like a story of weird experiences in Greece. No, no, listen, this is educational, this, Steve, and this is what we do on this podcast. We educate people. Now, if you just listen, you might be educated instead of butting in forever. Right, now these mosquitoes, (laughs) right... It's the female mosquitoes that bites when she's pregnant after he's given give one and he's dead. Right? Now, so they, 
they bit, they bit, they bit me to pieces last night. So tonight, I've given it to them, right? I've been out all day. I took my shoes and socks off on the balcony and I slaughtered 4,000 of them. <laughs> so your shout out is for, is or your shout down is for mosquitoes. You didn't actually mosquitoes. swat them with your socks right. and whatever. You just put them on the balcony and that killed them. Yeah, that's it. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they landed on it and they just went like, Ugh. Well. You know, like King Charles, like King Charles, and then, Ugh. and then they went over. Right, okay, well, my shout, <laughs> shout down is to uh, the police because I don't think that they're getting the right decisions. I think the the command units who are actually issuing the orders, what the police can and what they can't do, is actually getting it wrong in so many different parts of the country, and especially with that young young guy who I think is mentally challenged that Mark mentioned earlier, that Mitzi. That guy is just looking for fame, and if the stupid broadcasters pick up on it in the media, well then, you know, that's it. I've got no interest in them whatsoever because that guy is such a prat. Okay, and I hope he does actually take up Mark's, you know, invitation to come down because that guy is going to get such a rude awakening, such a rude awakening. Anyway, so there it is. So we all know again what time it is. It's the end of the show, and I'm going to say thank God that's all over. I want stats to say good night and say goodbye to the listeners or listener. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Stats. Good night, everyone, and to all our lovely listeners. And I just forgot to ask us, oh, where have you been bitten, mate? <laughs> He's not going to tell. <laughs> He's not going to tell. Raven, say good night. But, but, but I think they'll be struck up YouTube. Yes. Go ahead, uh, Raven. Now I've told you this before. I say goodbye. I don't do good night. It's too effeminate at this time of night. I don't do that sort of thing. No. And, uh, well, why did you everybody. sign yourself off on an email as the Ravenette? That was a little bit of a typo error. Oh, really? You put, you put love you on an email to me the other day. Yeah, and lots of kisses. <laughs> Seven kisses. It must have been hacked. <laughs> Go on, Gazelle. Get the last word in. Go on. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, well, that's it. It's the end of the show. Thank God for that. Oh, gosh. Well, the only advice I can say to the Gazelle is enjoy your uh, holes and um, just... Don't drop your trolleys. <laughs> yeah. And that stuff. And that stuff. <coughs> Ooh, uh, he sounds healthy out there, doesn't he? <laughs> hey, flip the next sound. Uh, I'll tell you what.